This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right, here we are. We're doing it. We're doing it again for another week. <clears throat> Episode number 5,624. I really don't know that. I think it's 181 or 182. I don't know. Okay. Well, here we are. Yeah. And Josh is going to be introducing the topic Emma, today. I know. Maybe it's 183, actually. All right. <clears throat> uh, so I had a uh, some thoughts. Uh, we we got a, a message from this guy to our Aikido of Fresno uh, webpage or Facebook page. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, whatever he's talking about, it's not a big deal, uh, other than that it sort of spurred this question in, uh, in my mind, um, which is thinking about, you know, one of these pieces, these big chunks that, of Aikido that people always talk about, which is like the using someone's energy against them. Uh, and that's what we do. Aikido is the one where you use their energy against them. Yep. Um, and thinking like... Okay, yes. What does that mean? Like how how are we explaining that out and um is what people think we're doing in Aikido actually what the the system sort of prescribes or the system as we see it prescribes <clears throat> um and and how that all just kind of works, how it plays out. So, you know, using their energy against them. What is it? How does it how does it work? Does it exist in other places? Are we the only ones that that do it? Um, and uh, you know why is why does I why did it why did Aikido sort of grab grab onto that so uh, so much? Yeah, that's interesting because my first <laughs> my gut response was going to be well because like maybe because Ueshiba was small and he was you know this like martial arts master guy and. You know, he was known for being able to deal with people much bigger than him. And I'm like, wait a second, though. That's a lot of martial artists throughout history are, like, known for being these, like, you know, small guys that can handle big guys and throw them around and stuff. So it's definitely, right, that's the trick definitely of, not that's bad. The, that's the trick of martial art. Right. Like right. That, well, that's why you want to study That's why you want arts, Yeah. Right. Like a big dude. They don't need it. They, they don't need big. You know, if I could just pick you up and just like uh, Andre the Giant, like throw you around or whatever, would I need to study a martial art? Probably not. Yeah. So anyway, um, so maybe we start with like, what the heck does that even mean? Using their energy, you know, using their, well, here's the other thing. Using their energy against them? Using their force against them? Is it the same using thing? Using the attack against is them? Is it a different thing? Because I think it is... <clears throat> I believe that it can be a different thing. Using someone's force against them is different than, can be, their energy against them. Interesting. So maybe the first thing we do is like talk about what people show or picture when they when we say so. We use their force against them. What's the, what's the kind of stereotypical maybe demonstration that a person might uh, that an Aikido person might give of that 
idea you know so new person comes in and we're like oh we use their force against them and and that new person goes what does that mean what might an aikido practitioner like stereotypically show for that i mean i think a stereotypical aikido practitioner would just show any aikido technique (laughs) i mean i'm not i'm not joking like i I just mean like ski kodagai she's like yeah or like a like a kaitanage or sure yeah those they all rely somewhat on those principles. Well, I mean, now we're getting in the weeds already. You know, it doesn't take long to get into the weeds um, because it's like they all rely on that principle. What does that mean? What like, that yeah, principle? yeah. What is the principle? Right. This yeah, is, this is what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah, and so like you know, I think the of that kind of demonstration where you know we use the force against them. What does that mean? Here's ski kodagaish. You know. And, and that's it. That's what it is. So, like, I think the the best interpretation of that would be that a technique like Ski Kodagaish, I'm controlling the arm that came out to get me. And then when the guy comes around to follow up with a second attack, I've already um, begun to move his, his arm in such a way that as he comes to get me for the second attack, he will hurt him. He'll hurt himself. Um, and then, you know, a, an easier version to see is like, and I, I teach this sometimes this exact way, which is like to put a Nikyo on someone like a, a, a Nikyo on the shoulder and then say, okay, now try and hit me or grab me or do anything to me with your other hand. And as you try to do that, it hurts your hand that I'm holding. So literally the, you trying to attack me to put force into me is what's hurting your arm. Do you think. Because I think when people, you know, that this idea of force against them is the, all of those crazy turnover throws that we're seeing, you know, where it's like, I'm trying to come and and get you and twist you in some way. And then I'm, you're throwing me on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's, for me, that's where I think it it lives is, is this idea that like, I'm coming to attack you, and you're somehow um, redirecting my force, mm-hmm. my attack, in a way that puts me on the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of more what I picture when I think of the use your their force against them is less like a some kind of control that like cause like they cause themselves some kind of pain or something, but more like the you know it looks like they're throwing themselves. Oh, how did that happen? Like you just ducked down and then like, they fell, or right. you know something, or like, like that. that idea of like redirecting or re like. You know, I'm engaging on a, on, you know. I guess an Ariminage would be like a perfect. I mean, I think you guys are saying two different things. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think, I think you guys are not saying the same thing. I think what Josh is saying Mm. is like that there's an energy, like, so uh, look, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but this is just, I don't know another way to say this, that there is some kind of like energetic force that's going from your body, like a circuit through me and then, and then coming back into you like an energetic thing. And I think what you're saying is you're turning angles and things to hurt them when they try to come at you. Is Am I right or wrong about that? Yeah, I don't know if I'm thinking about it quite so, like, specifically. Uh-huh. But I'm just talking about, like, what I imagine is that kind of, like, stereotypical Aikido trick of, like, you know, they they think you're one place and it pushes and it looks like they're tripping themselves. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, I guess that is, like, angle kind of stuff. Right, yeah, or, yeah like, where you're putting yourself in a position that to get you causes them trouble whether yeah. that be right behind them or you, yeah, you go or low, low while they go high or yeah yeah that's kind of what i picture and then are you were you talking about the other one or are you talking about that well i mean it's funny because i think like what she's talking about is actually the thing that that it is what causes what i'm talking about um but i think yeah mine is more of like 
like an energetic is more like an energetic thing where it's more like of uh yeah like as their energy is coming in you know energy whether it's actual physical force or whatever i'm redirecting it i'm either redirecting it back into them or i'm redirecting it out of to someplace like else. Like you're taking force in and moving it somewhere. Yes. Okay. And and you're saying you go somewhere and as they come to attack you, that hurts them. Yeah. Or like they yeah. Fall or yeah, whatever. it's like you're, yeah, yeah, these are two different things. Can you yeah. see? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you know, and <clears throat> truthfully, I think what she's talking about it's probably more a re- real, well, <laughs> real in a different way. Um but then I also think there is, there's even a further step, which is, you know, kind of where I think this exists, which is like, has nothing even to do with the physical, which is like, I am literally using their, the energy of their intent of the attack on me mm-hmm. to their detriment, mm-hmm. you know, and that starts as soon as I can pick up the fact that it's happening. Mm-hmm. So, so that's I mean for me that it starts that's how far back it starts yeah I think maybe it exists on a continuum of like the most directly physical using their force quote unquote against them versus like as you get farther out from that like it becomes more like um, using their intent and there's like a kind of a midpoint maybe that's like you know where you maybe angle to them and they can't quite get you and so it's like kind of partially physical but kind mm-hmm. of also in, intent wise and like these three things that we're talking about are all kind of along that continuum continuum yeah, of like I, using I their force against them. That's kind of right. I think there's one that, that's mostly fictitious. Mm. Um, well, <clears throat> it's not. It's not. And I mean, I, I, I mean, the case of the Nikyo that I was describing, I, I don't know. I, I wish I could. Uh, I had a technique that was I knew all of our listeners knew what uh-huh, I'm saying. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. You could, yeah. But there's a real common Aikido technique that's a Nikyo, um, where I hold the Nikyo on yeah. my my chest shoulder area, and then if you hold that Nikyo right, the other person can't come back to mm-hmm. you. Like if they if they you're tried to pull your hair or side by side, right? You're side by side. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so if they tried to do anything to you, it it actually hurts them. Right. And 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 that it's a control of a type. Right. Yeah. And that literally is kind of the 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 one that I think's the most woo woo, which is like um the one that I'm saying is is probably kind of fictitious, which is like th- that energy is going into your shoulder, but because it can't move, like because when they put energy and like, look, when I'm saying this, oh, it's so hard to unpack all this. It, it's not like, you know, so, so when you say the word spirit, some people think that means like, and I'm not trying to be jerk, but, but I mean, when, when you say the word spirit, that doesn't generally, when we say the word spirit, we don't mean that there's like a little guy that walks around in the room and, and, and is, you know, happy or grumpy or whatever, you know, like a malicious spirit. It's not like a, a little mean guy who lives in your house and does stuff, but you know, something feels wrong. That's the way I'm, 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 when I'm saying energy, there's not a woo woo thing, right? There's not a like magical yeah some something exchange. that's circling in your dantian it's it's just you know just like physics talks about there's, energy right, right force being exerted right and, exactly yeah. right and so as you try to go towards someone that the energy that that's trying to come out your hand so you can move around has nowhere to go right. because your shoulder's blocking it and so that energy literally goes right back into your right. shoulder which it's, is the weak or your wrist which is the weakest joint right. and then it takes all the impact so literally you, the force that you're trying to use to attack me is, is being, getting put right back into your wrist and mm. and that's literal 
But um, I think people think that that can happen in all kinds of crazy dynamic situations that it really never happens in. Right, right. And I'm not saying that it's never happened ever. I'm saying that the probability of that happening is very low. And so I think a lot of people picture this thing in their head where someone tries to like karate chop down on me. And then as my hand touches their hand, I zap the force out of their hand. And then I make them pop off the ground with it, you know, and like, Like, um, yeah, like, like somehow you're able to, you know, you like, it's like putting a positive magnet with another positive magnet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. And that one's fictitious. You know, right. that's not that's not real. And there is a there are literal applications of that kind of thing, but it can't happen dynamically with a high degree of repeatability. Right. And and I think maybe a, a, an easier way to frame what you're saying. So the Nikyo doesn't actually like the person doing the Nikyo to themselves doesn't like need you. To be a human, yeah, to you do, can do the it with a wall. You That's can do a good way wall. to say that, yeah. Right? It doesn't require any special. Or... Right, yeah. yes, exactly. It doesn't right, require yeah. any special human magic from from right. Chris for it to happen to me. Right. I can just go against a wall and put myself in the same position and push against the wall and hurt my own wrist. That's right. You can totally do that. Because of the physical uh, setup. That's right. Yeah. And so that that's a good way. Maybe that's what gets at the woo-woo-ness of it. Is it it's not like um, you develop some kind of power to like suck energy in and like push it wherever you want. It's just the, the literal physics of the situation are there's a weak joint in that place. And right. by moving, you will hurt that weak joint. And I know maybe to some listeners, this kind of sounds like, well, wh- why would you even think that? But there is a lot a, of people think that there is a section of, of Aikido trained people that are that kind of view it that way. It's funny because I feel like in all ways that we're talking about this, truthfully, it's all, you know, if we're talking about a phys- like physical body, it's all physics, you know? Right. Yeah. It, sure. Like yes. what Maya was talking about is exactly the same, which is like you position yourself in such a, a space that if they, if the other person wants to continue to advance towards you, they are going to put themselves in a precarious position that makes them easily, you know, easy to topple over. And this is where you get the thing where it's like, I was charging at him and then suddenly I was thrown across the room. And it's like, well, that's not really what happened. Right. Maybe Um, this would be cool. That might be how you and how it felt to you. Sure, sure. This is maybe a separate project, but that might be cool to kind of, to kind of demonstrate the like physic physical dynamics of Aikido techniques by having... So it's on a YouTube video that I put out that's called um, uh, Internal Force or whatever. It's one of the ones I put out with Sasha. Oh, yeah. But I mean, what I was going to say is like specifically like not have it be two people, but have it be a person and an inanimate object Mm -hmm. to really kind of highlight... Person in a car. Right. Yeah. What's happening? Like just, I mean, you know, me and a wall and like this is how... I'm doing this right. to myself right, via right, this right, positioning right. so that you can't make it seem like it's something else. It's something else. That's you know what right. I mean? And I was thinking about another example um, is the, uh, maybe this isn't the best example to use, but the idea of um, like Irimi, you know, mm-hmm. and like find a way to like have someone maybe like attack around, like, so you need like a, a, a centerpiece, mm-hmm. which would be like a pole or something mm-hmm. and like have them track around and try and attack you know what I mean? Or, I, I, yeah, I, I know what not, you're saying. Yeah, an inanimate object. Yeah, and then you'd have to put it together, but I think it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, and that could kind of help demonstrate the way that, like, the angle is just the angle. Right. There's not 
in that, at least in I that mean, situation, there's no mind trick happening. It's either. funny because, you know, so like if anyone's ever picked up a sledgehammer, um, if you try to pick up a sledgehammer from the end of the handle, like try to lift the sledgehammer, I mean, no one can lift it, you know, maybe, maybe the world's strongest men yeah, can, yeah. but like it's, it's ridiculous. And there's only 15 pounds at the end of a sledgehammer, you know, like if it's a 15 pound sledge, um, but, but everyone can slide their hand up all the way up the handle to where the sledgehammer right. and pick they can pick it, it right up. Yeah. But no one thinks that's mystical. They right. just, they understand the leverage right away. Right. But when you're seeing these kinds of demonstrations, it's basically the same it's thing the same. happening, right. Right? Right. right? But you're just not mystified what's in an inanimate object like a hammer. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, it, I, I can't lift it that way for some reason. No problem. I'll slide up here and lift it. Yeah. So, and so this sort of gets to sort of a, man, a different piece, which is like, you know, knowing this, we can't, you know, Aikido then it is not the only martial art that is using these sort of principles in this way. Yeah, not remotely. Right? Okay, let's yeah, let's let's clarify that before we move on because now yeah. we're still talking about woo woo and we've jumped to other martial arts. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. So let's clear this palette. So well, I I wasn't talking about. I mean, yes, I was I was thinking not like we have now sort of broken down the woo-woo and said this is how what's really happening right that's i mean the, i don't know if we've said uh, yeah i don't i don't know i don't know just, if that was clear or not yeah but. say say okay i'm j- just so like you know so that leads us to the second set of things which is not that some kind of uh, imaginary force is like coming into me and i can like direct it like a lens or something that's yeah. not what's happening but it, what's happening is you understand positions that are difficult to get to and you can put yourself in those positions and then by doing that it's just physically hard for them to get you and then that's the next right, thing right. that i think you're talking about yeah yeah that's um, that's where i was but yeah i mean i think like um a lot of the um the ura kind of um techniques kind of play with this principle of like having someone attack you and like moving out of the the way and like i don't i don't know maybe i'm not thinking about it right but um the idea that like for example with like an eq or something that like you were like pushing them down is like a we like a, this idea that people have with the eq where like you you you're holding their arm down and you're pushing them lower and lower and lower when like what you're doing is holding them in a difficult position that it is to get up and they're they're lowering themselves to get to you under themselves. Right. And so right. you just stick with them and, and they keep going, like creeping lower and lower and lower right. to get under the, the limbo bar, <clears throat> essentially. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a, maybe a weird way because people don't know what I'm talking about, then it's difficult. But like the, the positioning makes it such that they have to keep lowering themselves to try and get back at you and you follow them so that you keep making it difficult, difficult for them. Yeah. I, I don't know if this will clarify or make more difficult, but so basically what Maya is saying is, Imagine um, you're holding someone's arm um, so they can't get to you very easily, uh, like Ikkyo. And then the person tries to attack you under their arm, right? So so picture it. Your arm's relatively high, and then you want to, like, punch under your arm or whatever, right? Because you're holding it up. Now, every time you move into that space, they lower your arm a little bit. So you have to go under your arm again. And this just keeps happening until they fall down. And this is one of the ways that Ikkyo Ura brings someone down. I think it's, I mean, I guess it's using a combination of both of the things that we're discussing right now, which is the, like, the more physical, like, leverage piece. I don't know how to say it. The, the, like, physics piece. And then also the positioning piece that they're, like, trying to come get you in a a place that's difficult to be gotten in. And they make it hard for themselves. Yeah. 
I don't know if I just made it more confusing. No, I, I mean, I just, I think a lot of people don't, te- I teach Ikkyo that way, but I don't think a lot of people teach Ikkyo that way. And so I think m- for most people, Ikkyo is about pushing their arm down hard and it's hard to see like Ikkyo Ura is, that's exactly the way I teach it and that's correct. But I just don't think for most people that's referentially very easy to understand. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's, uh, I mean, well, and I think that's another thing. And one of the reasons I wanted to have this this conversation is because I think none of this is very easy for people to understand because uh, I don't think that may, that people maybe do understand what's really happening when we're saying we're using their force against them. Because the other thing is that it has to, um, you have to understand what they're wanting to do and then let them do that thing. Yes. Right. Uh, and, and no matter what, that is what it means. Yeah, right, right? I think that's the most overarching definition. Not, and I don't, I don't know if if people really uh, necessarily understand the the complexity or the gravity of what that act, what that thing actually means, like, mm-hmm. and how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's you know all of the throws. That's how they exist, right? right. Like they, right. they they don't exist by me, you know, tripping them or doing. They exist by my understanding of the the energy that is coming in, um, and this is in that way. Like I am, I, I'm not necessarily. I mean, I am redirecting it in a way because I know what they want me as a target, so I move myself. And that redirects the energy as it's coming right, in, right? Right, right, And if I, in the Ikkyo example, if I have a, a spot on them that I can use um, as a sort of marking point, I can direct that energy to a specific right. spot. That's Does right. that make sense? Yep. But that is contingent upon me understanding what they want and then also letting them do that. Right. I don't know if I don't know if I don't know that, where our listeners are at with this, but I feel like we're jumping through these things so fast that that people aren't going to see where we're going with it. Like because we all understand the same well, reference sure, point, sure. <laughs> right? And so I don't think I don't know if we're allowing enough time for them to understand. So so let's say the first Peel thing we talked about today was kind of like this woo woo thing. That's like you know a picture it like laser light or something, right? And like it goes into your hand and you have some kind of reflective mirror or prism or something in your belly and you can take that light that's going in your hand and you can bounce it out your foot or whatever right so that is one thing that people perceive to be happening and that one's kind of mostly fictitious like there are things like that that can be done but it can't be done at a high dynamic rate it's not really useful for fighting um and one of the things that can give the illusion that that's happening is a positional system right. so i put myself in a position just like a sledgehammer you know i'm always making you lift from the handle of the sledgehammer instead of right at the head of the sledgehammer mm-hmm. so it's always hard for you to lift me and the perception you have is that i can i can direct the chi the energy right. wherever i want but what's actually happening is i've just got you positionally at a disadvantage right. and then josh started to say like we kind of went on a tangent for a second but josh started to say other martial arts use this and that's absolutely true that is not like Aikido's only thing. Every martial art uses, particularly grappling martial arts, use this all, all the, the time. time yeah. 
If you've ever been with a good uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu player, they will crush you. You know, like they could be a 120-pound guy, and they will crush the hell out of you. And it seems like they have magic powers, but it, they're just using this positional advantage kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that's another thing that's happening is positional advantage. And kind of like Josh was kind of getting at with the throws, judo does throws like this all the time. If you've ever had a chance to go with a high-level judo guy, you'll just sometimes kind of feel like you're falling down, and, and you don't exactly know why. Because, like, they know where you're going to step next, and so they just put their foot where you're going to step next, and you can't step there anymore, and then you fall down. But it happens real gently, you know, and that's not that's not all judo guys. But, but you know, like, right. they understand how you're going to move around and where your weight's going next, and they just put something there. So when you choose to step there, which is what you want to do, you fall down. So they're using your force against you, right? Your way that you move, they put something there, and you can't step there anymore, yeah. you know? I'm starting to develop something in my head, and it's not very fully formed right now, but wondering what are the, the elements or the, the different categories of, quote-unquote, using their force against them. And one of the things that I'm thinking about is, like, literal, like, physical mechanics. Right. So, like, we talked about with the Nikyo, because they're they're pressing against you in a way that, that you are, like, a, basically like a wall or something, that they, they end up hurting themselves, or you, you put them into some physical mechanical position that... that makes it really difficult for them to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like um, something that relies more on timing and like knowing what's going to happen in the mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. And I'm, mm-hmm. that's as far as I've gotten. Mm-hmm. But like these different pieces of... of it, it does. I think it does just keep going back like that. But I think this mm-hmm. is good. You know, so what my saying is one of them is like um, you're standing on the upside of a hill and you're making someone charge at you up the hill and Uh so they're always on the downside you know Mm -hmm. so their choice to attack you while going uphill is a bad choice and so that will always drain more of their energy and that's like a positional thing Uh and then there's one that's a timing thing right so like i always make it so you could only attack me when it's raining or it's dark or it's you know and and that's a gross thing the 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 judo foot thing is also the same Mm -hmm. kind of thing but where there's a timing element where if you choose to attack at this time that's bad for you but i'm only ever giving you bad times to attack me Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's getting at that Aikido aheadness idea. Right, 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 right. Right, and that idea of, of yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to, th- so, because I want to, so we're saying that this idea of, uh, and what I think a lot of people think of using their force against them when they hear it is, the the sort of first one you describe where it's like the energy coming in and I fucking redirect it, um, and we're saying that's not really what's happening. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean and that it's yeah. one of these other things, very likely, yeah, like playing back and forth. Right, and the better you are at those things, um, the more that it's going to appear as if you're doing the. The other, the first thing that we were talking, making, you know, really being it able to. Really, it seems magical when you right, have it happen right, to you. Right, yeah. Right, right. Because you can't understand it. And the reason you can't understand it is because if you knew that was going to happen, you wouldn't have done it. You know what I'm Correct. saying? So Correct. I, yeah. if you're good at this stuff, if you're good at using their force against them, you're always setting up unwinnable situations for the other person. Now, they don't know it's unwinnable because if they knew it was unwinnable, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't try that. It. But when they do try it, they feel like you've magically beaten them because they yeah. didn't know that was an unwinnable situation. I think, too, I, I wonder if like, we need to also talk about like I key and key I, like those ideas of like the, the I don't know if 
I'm using those quite right, but like the idea of like taking space and making space and that like the the using their force against them works like you're working both sides of that to mm-hmm. where sometimes you're taking that space and making them move right, around right, you. Right. Like if mm-hmm. you want to come this way, you're going to run into my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're also at the same time, simultaneously sometimes also making space for them vacating space Mm -hmm. and you it's like you mold yourself in such a way that like they hit your hand up high but their bottom part of their body keeps going where you're not and then they they fall over the way you're using that right now is urinamote like that's yeah yeah yeah, i think that's what i mean yeah i think i mean so i i don't know if i if uh, put that into this conversation but it's another something that i was thinking about based on a comment that we had gotten from someone um and i think people have this idea of like um that that uh, Aikido is is about giving vacating giving don't let them get don't let let them get you, um, but that's not always by vac- by giving space right like right. sometimes it's about by it you do that by taking space and it is like a back and forth it's just a you it's it's a play that you're doing again and again and again and so it's like when they want to. Um, when they want to take get you know when they want to take space you give space and then you know um when they're giving space you have to be able to take it right um and that's that's the game if if we had a game of it would be do, do you understand those things and that's understanding also like where the force is where their force is coming from and i think in some ways like thinking about it in in terms of like you know, the force comes into your body and out the other, like is good in some ways um, because it kind of, it can help you visualize what's happening like outside of just the physical realm, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because there is, when someone is pushing you, there is a way that that force is traveling through you into the ground, right? And so if you can understand how that's happening, then... Um, then you can play with that, right? Right. right. Um, and so I, in some ways, I, th- I, I like to think about it like that, you know. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, I can, in my mind, like I do feel like as someone is coming toward me, I know where that force is going to go. I know the direction that force wants to uh, continue, and I can move with it. I can move out of it you know like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i can mm -hmm. give space to that if that's appropriate um i can take space in that if that's appropriate and so i think that's another layer of this whole thing which is like understanding how the how force plays out um and a lot of times i feel this when we're doing like a lot of times i feel this when we're doing uh disarms with knives and stuff and people come in for a cut and when they're coming for a cut or a slash that is happening in a very specific way and there's a force that is coming in and when people go to disarm they immediately go against that force and then it, they can't for whatever reason get the knife out mm-hmm. well it's because they're they're not they're not using the they're they're combating that force right 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 this brings up a good point i think to bring up which is that um that is to make that work you need to use <clears throat> use i key in that you are meeting them leading them or avoiding them and those are that's a, a skill that you're employing to use their force against that's right them. that's exactly right and and like in the example that you're using you know for whatever reason there's a disconnect with 
you know, trying to meet them right where they're at or, um, you know, get them where you want them to go, whatever it is. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to, cause I think using their force against them, such as this broad term, and we're having a hard time kind of quantifying or like figuring out what skills a person is utilizing to like use their force against them. Because I think we've got, there's these different pieces that it requires. And I think one of them is the IQ piece, which is the understanding of the relationship and the interaction to meet, lead or avoid them. And that's part of it. I think that's the, yeah. 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 I mean, I think we could talk like, I I think we're really getting into the weeds here because like, (laughs) I mean, so there is IQ, which is a relationship where you make a chord with the other person. Now that accord allows you to use their force against them because it's an accord. Like, like they choose to do this, that costs this. And that's, that's always what's happening in Aikido Mm -hmm. as opposed to they're just standing there. I punch them. Right. Uh Um, so, so like all we have to talk about in this episode, like we don't need to keep talking about like Aiki and stuff. We can just talk about the ways in which the force is used against them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like the you know one way like kind of the mechanical or like the the timing and physical position way is like you know people have there's a saying about uh, judo that like when they push i pull when they pull i push and then supposedly there was a, a dinner thing with um ushiba and uh, um uh mafuni uh and um uh they he had said that and yoshiba said um uh, in Aikido, when they pull, I enter. When they push, I turn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this has been talked about a lot. But but it doesn't really matter how you set it up because basically what's happening is there is just a counteraction to the action, right? right? And that is in the go-no-sin, possibly sin-no-sin sin range, which is uh-huh. it's happening after their moment or right with their moment, right. you know? But... We can go back to sin, sin, no sin, which is I know that you are going to make an action. And so I'm going to do this thing before you make your action. And then when you make your action, it'll turn out bad for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. And so that's like, um, I know you're going to run at me. If I drop to my knees, you will fall right, over right, me right. because, and that's a timing ahead of that. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And then we can go to where Ike itself lives, which is I understand that going down that street would be bad. Right. So when I go down that street, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, which means if anyone attacked me, that would be bad for them, you know, or I'm not going to allow the attack by doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. So we're, we're really just talking about timings of it. And when we talk about high-end Aikie, we're talking about the ability to do it way in advance, yeah. which is like, if um, this guy's going to attack me, then I'm going to set up my house like this. And the second he comes in, his attack will spell his doom because, right. you know, Macaulay Culkin's the house, right? right and right, so right. you grab the doorknob, you're going to burn your hand off. That is this. That is using their force against them. The bad guy wanted to open the door. By doing that, he spelled his own doom, right? And so that's mm-hmm. what this is. And when you say it like that, it sounds much simpler than all this weird shit we contrive like someone can suck in energy and zap it out and blast it into key balls and that's not what's happening right like using their force against them is simply understanding their mind Mm -hmm. and then in time preparing for that so what they do sucks yeah by force we mean intent like using their intent against them right 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 at that level and it could Uh literally be force which is down at the mechanical level right right? the go no sense when we extrapolate it gets to right, right, right if we use the word force then that's more limiting than intent which could be at any at any timing of the situation right we could say um intent energy force right 
Yeah. That's a good way to yeah. look at it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying at the beginning of like, yeah. how do we even talk? Do we say, do, do we use their force against them, their energy? And I yeah. think you're right. It's like all That's... of those three things. And, you know, I when, when we talk about this, I think anyone who has done Aikido should be able to, um, A, uh, have felt when this happens correctly, but more importantly, B, has felt when it has happened incorrectly. Right. And we talk about this uh, a lot when it's like um, a lot of times uh, as you're doing a technique, you will decide when the technique is done. Um, and that is it not happening correctly. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. a lot of times it won't feel right. It won't look right. And it's because you are deciding, you know, when that that energy has been expended, right? Instead of letting it really go through its full course the way that it that it should be done, you know? Right. Um, and I remember lots of times having that conversation of like, you know, I don't know, Shionage or whatever. Um, and, you know, the Shionage has to, to sort of unfold in a specific way. Right. Following the, the, the flows of the energy. And if you don't, if 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 you don't understand that, then you know you're making a turn into or against the against the energy, the, the energy, the grip, right? The flow, and you will immediately be able to feel that, right, right, right. Um, and same with Ikkyo, or what you know, when you're having these moments where it's like something didn't feel right, this is probably it. Like you know, right. you didn't understand the. So if someone were to ask in you know using their force against them whatever that is does other martial arts use their force against them also i Mm -hmm. guess the answer would be both yes and no depending on what we mean by using their force again like in the mechanical sense many other martial arts do use their force against Mm -hmm. them but as we talk about intent and sometimes energy those are things that we're looking at that maybe other martial arts aren't looking at so much right yeah, I mean, so a lot of what goes on with Aikido is like how intellectually do we look at it versus how how practically do we look at it? I don't know the right word there. But like, uh-huh. so if you look at boxing, boxing um, definitely has the mechanical version and definitely has the um, sense and no sin version. Um, definitely. Like it, it, it's used all the time by good boxers um, against mm-hmm. inferior opponents, constantly used. Um, the other one is hard because boxing itself is limited to a match where you go get into a right. ring the, and you know, the, the intent is already set. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, so, you know, if you, if you have the, the, the furthest back one, that's called cheating, right? So right, people right, do right. that, you know, they, they <laughs> right. put like, um, they put shit on their, their, their face right, or their right, body. Right. So if yeah. someone hits them, it gets on their gloves and burns their eyes, you know, this stuff happens in boxing all the time, but it's called cheating because, um, we in competition don't allow for that much aheaded preparation right because it's not fair and we mm-hmm. want to have a fair contest um so so it's like when you say um, a martial arts system well boxing which is a 
a sports system. That's what it's designed for. It doesn't have that furthest back one because it's outside of boxing. But then anything that you look at, any martial art that you look at, you know, like say you look at karate, to say that karate doesn't have that furthest back one's kind of myopic because I bet there are some really good karate instructors who understood exactly what was going on and, and headed off situations way before and ended up looking like a boss in a situation where they could look stupid if they didn't see that situation coming, you know? like. But is that described in the system of karate? Uh, is it described in the system of Aikido? I mean, I, I, I mean, we're really in the weeds because <laughs> what is the is the system? What that guy tells his students to do? Because if it is, guys like Masoyama probably did tell their students to do stuff like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Now, did he systematically teach it? Not really. He just told them to do it. Did Yuishiba systematically teach it? Not really. He just told us to do it. You know, like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, this is part of the problem with Aikido is that, like, you know, the the structure that is the system of Aikido didn't really come from Yoshiba. I mean, it did, but it didn't. <laughs> like, it, I mean, his, he gave it to his students in whatever weird various ways, depending on who you listen to, that he gave it to them. Then they codified it and made it an actual system, right? right. And so it's like, Yoshiba told people to do stuff. This is one of the things right. he told them to do. So is it part of Aikido? Yes. Is it in the system of Aikido? Questionable. So why... Uh, th- why is it that Aikido is the one that this is this gets attached to? <laughs> That's a great question. Because Yuishiba did it nonstop. This yeah. is always what he did. Like every demonstration of Yuishiba is him doing this, right? Like, you know, every situation where he like came out ahead is because he figured out what was going on, broke it, cheated, right, cheated. Right, 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 right. And then, yeah, and then yeah. they couldn't do that, but he did it in such a great way that they, again, didn't know what was happening. And that's that's how we know he was good at it because it's not till you like, years later, those guys telling the story, the guy's 70, he's like, oh, just, he, he levitated. And I'm like, I guarantee he didn't levitate, bro. I guarantee he didn't levitate. But he made you think Thank he levitate, levitated and you never right, figured right, it right. out. And he led your mind in such a way that you never attacked him, right? Like... Right. It was funny. I was watching this video the other day. It was a magic uh, video, uh, this guy doing magic. And he was talking about uh, implanting sort of memories into people um, as in part of magic tricks. And essentially, like, this is how magic works, right? Like, it's, it's like, um, you know, you get you get someone thinking one thing so you can do another thing in the sort of the, the space that they're not thinking about, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, to me, was like, that's very much what Aikido is doing, right? You know, it's like, um, it's understanding the other person so much that I know the space that you're not thinking about mm-hmm. that I can move in mm-hmm. that space, move in, in literally that space or move out of that space, whatever. Um, and, and that's sort of what, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the powerful, amazing stuff, you know, and that's at a really high level, right? You know, so, and, and that's kind of like what I was saying, like, I wasn't trying to be dodgy or weird, but like, is it in the system? Kind of not. I mean, I think the answer that you gave was very thorough in that sense. Yeah. Because it's like, you're really only going to get into high level. And so once you get into high level, you're thinking about what your teachers did and you're learning from them that way. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's not written in the syllabus. Right, right, It's something that every person has to work on for themselves. Right. And any teacher could could tell a student to do, regardless of system, that's something that that is going to be between a teacher and a student in terms of like, that's going to be a discussion, not a written like. Right. And the higher level stuff's always that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to get into like like what Josh said, which is, well, then why does Aikido have the reputation? And and thinking about like, well, Ueshiba did it, m- maybe has a reputation for doing that the most. Right, right. 
Right. And, you know, so like, you know, if you look at the story of like, say, you know, Masoyama and the bull, right? Him punching right. a bull to death, right? So it's like, well, how do we know Karai's got good punches? Well, Masoyama punched, punched a bull, bull to death, death right? <laughs> right? So how do we know um, Ueshiba was able to use their force against him? Well, he did it did over it, and over and over again, right? Like, yeah. he was a little tiny old man who, can, who convinced people he had amazing powers to blow them away. He didn't. <laughs> I know this is like not on subject at all, but like in the discussions of like how where does Aikido come from or how, how do we source our Aikido? Like, you know, is it something that we do because we we are trust or we're interested in the current zeitgeist or is we, are we interested in what Ueshiba was doing? This can kind of make an argument for why giving a shit about what Ueshiba did does matter. Ueshiba informs the zeitgeist. The zeitgeist yes. is now a bigger a bigger entity in my opinion. Than what Ueshiba originally did. Right, exactly did. right. Yeah. But when we try to break that zeitgeist down, this is what we cite. And then right. those who are super into the history go, oh, see, that's because of Ueshiba. And it's like, well, it's really because of the zeitgeist now. But if we break it down... That is the why. The zeitgeist came to be because of Ueshiba. Right. And so it, it does trail back, although in a not kind of straightforward way. Right. I didn't, that's, I know that's not quite on topic, but. Yeah. No, I think, interesting. I think, it's, it's, I think it's, interesting it's a good thing to, to think about. Because yeah. I think there's this ongoing conversation about like, where does Aikido come from? Right. Does it come from the syllabus? Does it come from the teacher? Does I mean, it come and, from the style? And I think the truth is that what Aikido is, is it's a culmination of all those who practice Aikido putting something into the world and the perceptions that those who are observing Aikido from the outside get mm -hmm. from those people projecting mm -hmm. Aikido. Right. right. The the continuous call and response of what people think Aikido are and what they say it is and what they think it is and what they say it is right. and how we right. back and forth right. talk about it. Right. Which is really difficult to, to grab onto right. because Aikido is, you know, a million different things based on whatever weird little niche and style you're in. Right. Do okay, so of all of the things all of the things that we're talking about, um, it seems like all of this is baked into the the very essence of and core of Aikido as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's in all of the techniques. Mm -hmm. That's right. Like it's not not in any of the techniques, right? right? Like, am I right in saying right. that? Right, I think that's yeah. exactly correct, um, that all of our techniques use at least that mechanical, positional... So that could also be an, another reason... Like because it it trail it, it at least has that it, de it most of it has the second and and it's very it is talked about for the third right you know? right right and I think w the confusing thing with that though is like and I think we just hit this from an angle a second ago that makes you know so like now saying like well it's in all stages of Aikido that's true so that's why it exists but then you could ask the question well then why don't we say that about boxing because it's baked into boxing like sure. really good boxing yeah, yeah. is doing it mechanically right, right, also right. like that's what a good boxer does and then it's like okay well it does so then well but Aikido has it at this level okay boxing does have it at this level well Aikido uh, uh, boxing doesn't have it at this level and Aikido still does you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's in the zeitgeist it's right. just it, it tied is, in right. so so it doesn't even matter where you want to point at it it, it just does it's just yeah. a belief of Aikido right I mean I think that's the real like you can point to the individual points but in the end it's about the zeitgeist like it, it is it does it because we talk about it so much that's right we, we say it does that's right I mean I think you know your average mom who knows and, and I'm just saying mom because I just mean like you know someone who's in the mundane world and doesn't really care about Aikido very much a, but um, knows knows of it you know like right. I think those are the things she'd probably say it's like you know it's like oh yeah just the one they use force against them right. or something like yeah 
Yeah, okay. I'm trying to think if there's... Did if you I, get what if you I wanted? If I had all of my... I mean, I'm not even really sure that I had any particular, like, whatever for this um, in terms of what I was looking for other than just sort of trying to piece together how how this thing works and how maybe it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think people have do have an idea... I think there is, like, this perception... You know, the Steven Seagal perception of how it works, which is like you come to attack me and then there's just this force field that I have around me that propels you off into another dimension or whatever. Right. And then when you come back, you're on the other side of the room or whatever, like that kind of a thing. Um, I was just to add on to that. I I do think that like the aesthetic of Aikido is built around the idea of using their force against them in that like we are highlighting or like sometimes we've we've now kind of overdone the way that Aikido looks to match the idea that yeah. you use your force against them. And people mistakenly, I mean, this was kind of me. This is the image that came into my head when I was thinking about using their force against them is like this like circular, like somebody's tripping, you you move out of the way and they fall or, you know, you, you, they're not where you think, you know what I mean? Like this like circular kind of um, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And that's what comes to mind when I think about like the Aikido use the force against them. And, and that is a, I think in some ways a, um, you know, smoke screen for mm-hmm. what is actually going on. It's a reflection, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. not really the mm-hmm. thing itself. I don't know if if there's a word for this kind of thing. I, I wish because I, I think about this constantly. It's like the, you know, it's bad luck to walk under a ladder. You know, like uh, I think people think that walking under a ladder makes a little evil spirit follow mm-hmm. them. And that's what the superstition yeah. is telling you. Right. But what the superstition is telling you is, ladders are inherently dangerous right. um, paint cans up that's there, exactly right there's paint cans guys with tools right, right. right? like right. there is probably something being fixed up there that could right. fall off right. the wall so like walking under a ladder is taking a dangerous right. risk also you could knock them off the ladder the ladder yeah right yeah, yeah. but if we say um hey walking under a ladder is risky that takes all the woo-woo out of it right yeah but if we say walking under a ladder is bad luck then we go <gasps> Oh, right. there's a mystery man following me around. And so, like, when we say um, we're using their force against them, it's really the equivalent of it's risky to right. walk under ladders. But mm-hmm. what people hear is you get bad right. luck walking well, under and, ladders. And true, because in some ways it's like, well, yeah. Like, using, well, yes, that's what, it, that's what happens. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, like, what else do you expect to happen in a conflict like right 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 i mean you know so like i there is other ways you know so like there is just i just choose to pummel you you know that's not using their force against you you're running away from me i go pummel you you know but the second you do something while i'm trying to get you then you are using my force against me you know yeah yeah i mean maybe the way of clearing it up just like the ladder thing that like it's risky to go under the ladder Mm -hmm. maybe the way that we clear up the use their force against them is to say use their intent against them because that kind of i don't know maybe that makes it more confusing but it brings a different word into it does bring a different word you know i think anything we use though is gonna really be get twisted yeah probably so i like the idea of, of of setting it in in sort of sections of of timing and being able to go because then I think it, it does happen. You can use someone's intent against them and that is different than using someone's energy against them and that is different than using someone's force against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to understand all three of those because yeah. in Aikido, even in the forms, all three of those things are happening depending on what you're looking for. So in some forms, you are using their intent against them, right? Like if you're doing anything in motion, Kino Agari, that's you are using their intent. And if you're not using your, their intent in those 
you're not training it properly, right? Right. Um, in some of the forms, you're using their energy against right. them, right? So if you're doing any of those throws, that's you're using their energy against them. And then, you know, as you move, then... So, you know, I think having those three is... I don't know if that's, you know, if that is where you would put the words to them, and those are the words you use. But I think those demarcations are good, and having them uh, is good because... Knowing that those three things are different is three things that you can spend time. Three levels you can work on. Levels right? you yeah, can yeah, work yeah. on. Because sometimes you don't, you know, the 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 first two, the the more physical ones, are what you're going to be doing in the in the beginning. That last piece is the thing that we should all be working on once we have our black belt and understand the rest of the system, and that's all we should be spending our time on. Right. You know, we should give up on those other two because we already hopefully have that. Right. Right, 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 right. So. Yeah. I wasn't, done? We're done? Yeah, Is it? Yeah. We, we did it to death? I think so. I, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it to be so, like, kind of tw- twisty, twisty and turny. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I, I suspected this when we started um, because it's like this is a – it's easy to get stuck in uh, other things, like to conflate yeah. Yeah, or yeah. To, yeah, these yeah. ideas with other ideas. And it's easy to like get off into the weeds and start thinking about something else because there's a lot of interesting stuff around this. And so like yeah. as you get into it, it's like, oh, that's interesting. And yeah. It's one of those things where for me at least, like at the beginning when Josh said this, I, I was like, oh, this is going to be really interesting. I know. But like so. it, it, it was like um, – that kind of thing where like oh, it kind of makes sense in my head shouldn't be too hard to put into uh-huh, words uh-huh. and then like now and then talking about it and going like oh shit this is this was it's, me it's this was me messy. last week right <laughs> <laughs> it's more messy than i thought it was you yeah. know like i can untie this knot pretty quickly and then it's like oh man there's lots of threads in here yeah, i didn't man. know we're in there yeah yeah and i mean that's the whole thing with ike and why it's so slippery because like there's all these other things stuck to it so that when you think you've got it and then you start thinking about it again you're like wait but what about this and then it gets it's hard again right and it takes a lot of uh it takes a lot of attention on the people trying to weed through it to to actually do it and i don't know how much of that's actually happening either you know um so for some people it's enough to go like yeah do we use their force against them and whatever i think it, that means is what it means and yeah good for it yeah you know? and i mean in some ways that's not wrong either because right. if you just do the forms of aikido you are learning that at least Almost on one like, level yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like all right, uh, what are we? On? How are we on our time? Oh, 53 minutes. We're oh. we're, we're in there. Um, let's go ahead and thank our uh, patrons for all they do to keep us going here on this podcast. Yeah, that you are our inspiration, our light, <laughs> our stars. You make it. Possible. What the hell just that? I don't know. I don't know. You make it possible for us to Yeesh. keep going. Yeesh. <laughs> You keep the lights on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, that's more of <laughs> You guys are like, ooh, this is, I don't like the vibe of this. <laughs> Suddenly got weird. Episode 184 was the it's one. that got that's weird. Where, that's where it was. That's, that's, that's where when the cult started. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much to Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, The Dirt Wasp Podcast, Chris Protector of Ducks, Comouth, Red Leather, Yellow Leather, <laughs> Nick White Belt Bullman, Brad V, Yero Madrona, El Terrible, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, Ocon Ayrton, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, 
Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Acido, Matt Mumford, Jim Involuntary Yoga Master, Gallant, <laughs> Matt That's Riley, cute. Grant Templin, and Lenny Akuna. Akuna. Involuntary Yoga Master. I would, yeah. not, He's I, been I, forced yeah. into the weird I positions. Don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Here's a downward facing dog. <laughs> I, I didn't like want to be bec- good at yoga, but they just made me. <laughs> I feel like you become an involuntary yoga master when you do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and someone folds you into a pretzel. Uh, I feel like I mean I think that's kind of I I thought that was what he was I mean yeah I don't know maybe I mean that's that's what it brings up for me yeah yeah (laughs) just yelling um okay so first let's just plug all of our other stuff that we have so you you can obviously find out all about us uh on Patreon or wherever you find your uh podcast stuff we also have a Facebook page uh Aikido Discussed on Facebook Discussed on Facebook yeah um, and then uh, Chris has all of his own uh, patron stuff and a lot yeah. of good information. So is it Christopher Hine find. on pa- Patreon? Yeah, it's Christopher Hine. And it's funny, like, I, I put out some stuff today. I, I just, I, I, I don't know if people know what they're getting into because, I mean, I just post um, some of the stuff, you know, like, I'm always cooking on something. So I always got something going. And uh, I'll be like, oh, this is awesome. And I'll release it. Then I look at it and, and I'm like, like, I don't know. Well, I don't know if they're even going to understand what I've chosen to talk right, about so, today. Uh, you know, so. For all kinds. Of if, you're, if you're brave, yeah, if you're brave, eclectic martial art content for the brave, uh, yeah. you can check that out there. Um, um, and leave a uh, comment uh, if you have anything to say. Yeah. We are fairly receptive, I feel like, about getting yeah. back to people. And then um, a review is always good. Yes, we love reviews. We love, we love questions, yeah. comments. Um, yeah, tip of the week. Um, I feel like this, like. This leaves open a lot of room, at least this discussion, like for whatever you guys think, like sit down and think about what is using their force against them mean to you. Like, because depending on your Aikido practice, that might be, that might look like different stuff, you know, especially because like everybody's Aikido is, does not look the same. So you might have a more specific idea of what your Aikido is using their force against them means. Um, And then the other thing I would say is, um, I know a lot of people are getting back to the dojo finally uh, after a year and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so just really like sit and enjoy it and soak it in for a second. Yeah. You know, stop in the middle of class and just, you know, really enjoy that you're back on the mat. And if you're not yet, then hope you are soon. I would uh, suggest that people try to see if you can't, as you're practicing through the daily practice, ex- expand uh, your uh, whatever, your feeling, the your input, whatever sensory inputs to see if you can um really like try to feel all of the various levels of this idea right the intent the uh energy the force and can you really like even in a simple technique can you get through the whole thing can you catch someone at intent can you you know blend with someone at in their energy can you you know, move with their force and, and really try to see if you can see the whole thing of it. That's a good, yeah. that's a good tip. Use the force. Use, Use the force. The force. <laughs> All right. That's it then yeah. for now and, and we'll be back next week. See you next All week. Right.